Hello, we're still looking at Colossians 2, 18 and 19. Let me read you those verses again <clears throat> today. Uh, let no man beguile you. We talked yesterday about the idea of stealing uh, you of your reward uh, in a voluntary humility, a pretended humility, and a worshipping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head, uh, from which all of the body by joints and bands, having nourishment, ministereth and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. And so the, what we looked at yesterday was, don't let somebody steal your reward. You and I are going to heaven, and uh, we should be planning to receive rewards in heaven. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when, when, when our works are tested by fire, uh, we should have gold, silver, precious stones. And we should be expecting those. And then he said, but if you let the error in, what that will do is that will hinder you in your rewards. So that happen. Right? So you and I have got, got to constantly be on our guard uh, against the, the wiles of the enemy, against his tricks, against his uh, plans to derail us uh, from the rewards that God has for us. And he says here about in a voluntary humility, it's a pretended humility. Uh, somebody who's pretending to be humble because that makes you look spiritual. So we need to be careful uh, of that. But then he says, and he gets to the heart of it, and a worshipping of angels. Uh, a major part of this false doctrine was that they were worshipping angels. Now, angels are a very important doctrine in the Bible. Angels are real. There is a spiritual warfare all around us uh, that is uh, real. We know it's real. We're told about it in the Bible. Uh, <clears throat> we're given glimpses of it in the Word of God. That there is a spiritual warfare. But the reality is that though it affects us greatly, we have nothing to do with it. In other words, you and I don't deal with angels. We deal with God. We have a triune God that we deal with, and we deal with him and him alone. And the issue of angels in our day and age, and, uh, and believers are, are getting all caught up in it, and they want to be part of this spiritual warfare. I heard, I heard, I heard a funny story. It was, it, it was rather silly. Uh, but there were these believers who were um, uh, in a plane in the air, and they were slashing with swords. And I mean, that's ridiculous. You and I have nothing to do with this spiritual warfare. We wouldn't be able for it at all on that level. We're not beings like angels. God's in charge of them. He deploys his forces as needed, and he deploys them to protect you and I as needed. We don't need to get preoccupied with the idea of angels. They are there. We thank the Lord for them. He uses them as messengers. He uses them as protectors. Uh, that's great, but you know what? Uh, they have nothing to do with us in terms of you and I getting uh, focus on them, and we're certainly not to worship them. That has nothing to do with our spirituality. And then he says this, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Now, <clears throat> let me say this to you. It, we need to be careful of our intellect and scripture. Now, do we throw out our minds when we come to the Bible? Absolutely not. We're supposed to come to the Bible with a ready mind, with a ready heart. We're supposed to look at it. We're supposed to examine it. We're supposed to weigh it up. Uh, but we need to understand that Scripture is spiritually understood, right? <clears throat> you know, no Scripture is of any private interpretation. You and I can't take and decide and make up what we think it says. That's not 
reasonable. The Spirit of the living God wrote the scripture. He wrote it with an intent and a meaning, and we need to follow that meaning. Now, here's what happens. Because it's spiritually discerned and the Spirit of God gives it to us as we need it, we can get to the place where we're not happy with what we know and we begin to apply our minds, our intellects, and dig into it. There are some doctrines in the Bible that are hard to be understood and some doctrines in the Bible that are, that are, that are balanced one against another. I mean, the clearest one would be uh, the, the sovereignty of God and the free will of man. Uh, which is it? If you go with one side, you're a Calvinist. If you go with the other side, you're an Armenian. And people put their minds to work to try and work this out. And huge disagreement comes about. I like what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon said, uh, when he was asked, how does he reconcile the sovereignty of God and the free will of man? He said, I never try and reconcile friends. What do you mean? He meant they're both there. And we need to let the Spirit of God lead us into truth as he will. We don't need to beat ourselves into one side of it, which is what happens to us. We take and we go to one side to the ignoring of the other side. Not spiritually discerned. Let the Spirit of God work in it. Let me give you a rule that I think will be very helpful to you. If you, by sitting down, reading your Bible, and studying the Word of God over the years, can't come to understand the doctrine uh, that somebody is trying to teach you, then it, you need to hold it as suspect. If you need somebody else's intellect to make a case for truth in the Scripture, it's definitely suspect. Because the Spirit of God wrote the Word of God for believers like you and I, and He dwells in us to help us and enable us to understand it. So let's let him be the one that leads and guides us. And be careful of somebody who would come along and give you some strange doctrine that you haven't ever seen in the scripture and make a case for it. And you go with them. And all the while you feel, I'm not sure that's scriptural. Because the Bible is our authority. It's what we look to. And our, our last point today is this. <clears throat> and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment, ministereth and knit together, increases with the increase of God. Do you know who you and I are going to thrive spiritually? When we let Jesus be the head. When we follow hard after him. When we let him lead and guide in our lives. And don't get caught up with this movement and that movement and dragged away from him. And don't get caught up with this a uh, new doctrine or, or that new doctrine. The, the, the Bible says every wind of doctrine. No, no, we're focused on Jesus. We want him. We're following hard after him. We're letting him lead us and teach us and guide us. You know what? We're going to thrive. Uh, the simplest of us, the most intelligent of us, will all thrive when we make Jesus the head. He's the head of the church. He's supposed to be the head of you and I. Let him have his place and you will find your Christianity, your spirituality, is a wonderful blessing. May the Lord be with you today.